Hey girl, are you one of those folks that likes to set New Year's resolutions to lose weight? And maybe this is the second or third time that you've done it. Going to try to get those last 10 pounds off once and for all. Are you ready to learn how to without restrictive diets and really getting sucked into all the quick fixes that the diet culture tries to sell you? I want to share with you in today's episodes the two tools that I have in my tool belt that really have helped me let go of the mentality of dieting and learn really how to lose weight, how to maintain weight without all the obsessing, measuring, and counting. So stick with me today and let's find out. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. Over the last... 10 to 12 years, I really have learned what it takes to change my life around food. And there were different seasons of different things happening in those 10 to 12 years that really opened my eyes to see what I needed to do. And really that the change, the mindset change that had to shift, these things don't happen overnight, but truly really being able to identify the things that, that really have worked. It really, none of it came easy always feeling as though I was taking three steps forward and one back, but eventually it happened and it's still a work in progress, right? There's still things that, that I can find myself kind of getting back into, but always coming back to the reality of, I know who I am in Christ. I don't need to do these things for the appearance or, or what, what have you. Um, there's a lot, a lot different mindset shift here, but I stopped tracking, I stopped training like a crazy person, and I really learned what my body needed. I learned how to set myself up, not just to lose weight, but to maintain it. And there's, it's so underrated, the maintaining of weight. Like we should not be restricting our calories, you know, 80% of the time. It should flip flop. We should be maintaining our body weight 80% of the time. And then going into these periods of restrictive to try to lose a little bit of weight if that's what we want to do. But really we're living a life of in maintenance. That's what our bodies are are craving and needing, not these continual shifts of highs and lows, restrictive overeating, you know, gaining the weight, losing the weight. Our bodies can't handle that. And over time, it's like car tires over time. It's just our metabolism wears and wears and wears. So I want to share with you tool, two tools today that really have helped me and continue to help me really manage where I am and what I need to be doing. The first thing is tool number one is to really work on changing your mindset. And I know there's so many people that just want the quick fix. And I was one of those people. And you know what? Every single time it will fail you. And every single time it will leave you disappointed in yourself, disappointed in the process, And there will never be any lasting change until your mindset is is shifted and changed. The first 
the first piece, the first mindset that has to be changed is the scarcity mindset. Most of us, without really even thinking about, are living in the scarcity mindset. We're depriving, we're restricting, we're all trying to do this for the sake of trying to lose some weight. And we can't have this, we can't have that. That's the mentality that sets us up for failure. Thinking as though I've got to restrict all these things and I can't have them to enjoy life. I can't have them to, to, to do what I want to do. And so it's really about facing that scarcity mindset and how do you change it, right? How do you, how do you shift that? The second mindset is the abundance mindset. It's not viewing food or it's viewing, not viewing food as good or bad. It, it just is, right? Any food is available at any time. So instead of the complete opposite, the scarcity of I should eat all of this right now because I don't ever think I'm going to get it the rest of my life. I should probably do that because I'm going on a 30 day cleanse. So I'm going to eat all the things because I know I'm going to restrict later, like versus I can really have any food that I want, any time that I want it. And so just with that knowledge that there's not this restrictive nature on something, sometimes in our minds, we kind of release the control to have if we know that we have permission to have it anytime we want in any amount we want. And yes, there's consequences to having, you know, 12 Krispy Kremes, right? 12 hot nows. There's definitely consequences of that, but you can go have it anytime you want, right? And if you really do enjoy a Krispy Kreme hot now, every so often, what's wrong with one, right? What's wrong with having one? And after a while, if you really are shifting your the way that you're eating into a, a really consistent, healthy, satisfying way to eat, one Krispy Kreme, you know, every couple months or whatever, maybe if it's even six months, you taste it and you just be like, oh, I don't think I like this anymore because I found myself doing that. Like your taste buds change when you are shifting and, and doing things differently, but it's not about, I can't have that because it's not on my plan or I can't have that. That restrictive mindset can really backfire. So the abundant abundance mindset, which can, really was a game changer for me, really giving myself permission in my mind. Like I, I may not necessarily you know, go and, and do all the things that, that maybe if you had a ticket to, to have as much as you want, whenever you wanted, you know, are you really going to cash in and eat everything in sight? No, you're not. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. And when we view food as we have permission to eat really anything we want, you know, sometimes that really shifts our mindset to think, well, I don't really have to have it because I, I really don't care for it right now. So thinking about those two, two things um, super important, you know, practicing with what we call intermittent sampling is another thing that can actually shift your mindset is really to allow yourself a taste or bite of everything, but you're binging on nothing. You know, when you're living in this scarcity mindset, lots of times we can find ourselves binging and it's because we have told ourselves we can't have any of it. Absolutely not. It's absolutely off the list. You can't do that. It's going to be very bad if you do. And then what happens when you give in for just a second? You end up binging on something that you really, you know, didn't want to, you know, obviously binge on in the first place. I mean, I can't tell me how many times I did that. 
but it's really to intermittent sampling is really to allow yourself to taste or bite anything, but or everything, but binge on nothing. It's really a way of eating that is free. It's satisfying. You don't feel like you're depriving. And it can really begin to change how you look at food and how you look at yourself around food. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a great practice. So let's move into the second tool. And so first tool is to change your mindset around or on food. It's not the bad guy. It's not good or bad. It just is. The second tool is to get your heck in check. And what is heck? H-E-C. It stands for hunger, energy, and cravings. And I've talked about this before. This is another great tool that I've learned over the years. The first one is really to, to check in with yourself about your hunger status. So right before you're about to, you know, dive into the pantry because you're bored, you pause, you do a little mindfulness. Am I really hungry? Am I just bored? You know, what, what am I doing and why am I, I going in here? The more that you can pause and have that mindfulness around food and really identify, am I really hungry? Am I dehydrated? Asking the questions, really being able to identify your hunger cues and are your hunger cues there because of what you did or didn't eat at your last meal and or are you just eating out of emotion or boredom or whatever it might be? So there's a real evaluation there of stopping to really think about, am I hungry? You know, what did I eat at my last meal? And how can I, how can I eat, you know, satisfying meal at this next meal to make sure that I'm not, you know, hungry all day long. Practice eating at 80% full and people, you know, lots of clients I've had are like, I don't understand 80% full. Well, 80% full is the ability to leave some on your plate to, to say, you know what? I think I'm good. And if you need to put it in a container and have leftovers in the fridge an hour later, if you're hungry, go back and finish it. But 80% full allows you to never feel stuffed. You feel satisfied. And this is a good practice, especially when you go out to eat, right? I don't know if you're like me, but you know, I, I, I like to half the plate before in my mind, I half the plate before I really start diving in. Cause I know there's way too much on the plate. And if I'm hungry later, I can always go in and get a couple more bites after I put it away. But 80% full really brings you to that place of, I'm, I think I'm satisfied. I think I've got enough in my belly. I'm, I'm satisfied, but I'm not full. I'm not stuffed. I am just perfect right here. And it takes time to practice. It's really about, it is practiced eating. Um, you're never stuffed. You're always satisfied. Be sure you're truly hungry before you eat. Really always evaluating why. Okay. The second one is the energy energy uh, check here. Are you sleepy all the time? Are you fueling yourself properly? properly? Are you living on coffee, uh, sugar, those kinds of things? You know, our, our blood sugar spikes uh, when we're having something because we need a pick me up, whether it's a, a soda or a candy bar or something quick that we see, you know, our blood sugar spikes, the, the ability for us to maintain our blood sugar is really going to help with our energy levels. And so we're always going to crash after that spike in blood sugar. So really being able to evaluate, first of all, are you sleeping, sleeping well, because that's going to also impact your cravings. Obviously, your energy level is going to be deeply impacted as well. And even your hunger is going to be impacted by sleep. 
But fueling yourself properly means, are you having a good breakfast that's keeping you full for three or four hours? Are you, are you finding yourself starving, you know, in the afternoon and then you go and you seek out something that's a quick, just a really high carbohydrate, not a lot of protein, not a lot of fiber that's going to send your, send you into a blood sugar spike. And then you're going to, then you're going to have the, the afternoon low, um, and really feel even more tired. So you've got to be able to evaluate what your energy levels are. What can you do to impact those energy levels without utilizing more coffee, without utilizing sugar? You know, those things are only creating more issues for us that, um, are really much going to be much harder in the long run to, to turn away from. So uh, that is one piece that is, is super important is making sure that you're getting the rest that you need um, because that impacts really everything. That third one is cravings. Always trying to do your best to shoot for the healthiest thing you can, right? High fiber, healthy fats, enough protein, every meal if you can. Uh, and you know, it does take effort. It takes effort to really think about, um, making sure that you are getting these things. But you know what? Once this is practiced, it becomes automated. And if you're not in the habit of doing it, once you get in the habit of doing it, it really truly is just part of your day, part of your lifestyle. And it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like extra stuff that you have to think about. It may feel like that at the beginning, but if you can establish a routine, establish a pattern and, and, you know, what you get at the grocery store, the things that you're cooking at your house, it's really going to make life so much easier on you. And that thing that just becomes automated and you begin eating like you really have wanted to eat for, for a long time and really are seeing your heck in check. You're seeing your hunger, energy, and cravings where they should be in order for you to reach the goals that you have. Sleeping well enough. We just talked about that. Hormones out of whack. Hormones can also impact cravings. You know, when it's our time of the month, you know, for me that week before leading into it, I mean, I feel like I could eat everything in sight. And, you know, we are really, our hormones are in a place where for, for depending on where you are in, in your level of fitness and kind of our bodies, you know, typically speaking, uh, in that before, before our cycle begins, we can eat a little extra and not really see any weight gain because of how our estrogen levels are. And, um, once that progesterone kicks in, then we need to back off of that because our, that's our slowdown hormone. That the hormone is telling us that we just need to be calm, whereas estrogen is ready to, to get juiced up and ready to go. And so if you're someone who feels like they're doing everything right and the hormones could be a, an issue, I would recommend that you seek out um, a doctor that can really do a full panel on you, a doctor that can really help you dive into this deeper because there could be some issues there that could be impacting. If everything else is in place and you're still having a really difficult time, uh, don't start there. Don't, don't, that's not, shouldn't be your first thing. You should make sure that you're getting the ac exercise activity and the nutrition piece down and automated. And then if you're noticing you're still struggling, then I would really seek out um, somebody who can help you with a hormone panel, really being able to evaluate everything to see if there is anything deficient or things that need to change. Um, I can't tell you how much these two tools have helped me in my journey. And I hope that today you gain something from, from what I've shared. 
If you would like to dive in deeper on any of these, would love to connect with you. You can always email me, Tara J, T-A-R-A-J at dietditching.com, or also come into our Facebook group, She Breaks Free, and connect with me there. I'd love to hear your story and where you're at. I'd love for you to start 2023 feeling good, feeling confident, and ready to really learn how to live sustainably without this constant mental thing of always wanting to lose weight and restricting and and then binging and then restricting and then binging. So I, I pray that you'll reach out if you feel the need. Um, if not, I hope to join you next time uh, on part two of this. So this is part one and I share some more tools in part two. So God bless you. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcast and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.